Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians is a book about problems. After introducing the problems about spiritual gifts, Paul made a transition at the end of what we call chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31 reads, But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. The more excellent way is the way of love. Chapter 13 shows the superiority of love over spiritual gifts. The point of our text for this week is that gifts are only for now in the church. Love is an eternal virtue. The gifts will eventually be put out of service, but love endures forever. Therefore, love is more excellent and more important to emphasize in the body of Christ. Gifts are useless without love. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, The Temporary and the Greatest. We all need to be careful when we talk about this because in the last couple of generations, the gift of tongues has become such an issue that many people on both sides of the discussion are guilty of being terribly unloving, judgmental, harsh, cruel, unwilling to carefully examine all the evidence. I once presented this to a person who had uh, heard me on a radio program say something about this, and uh, this woman called and asked to talk about this, and Marsha and I actually met her and took her out to lunch and uh, spent quite a bit of time going over these things that I'm about to show you. And, and uh, she had come from a background in which she had been trained to learn ecstatic speech in order to prove the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I carefully went through all of these scriptures, and I, I finished, and I said, do you understand what these passages say? And the answer was yes. Well, I felt really good about my skill in teaching and my patience and diligence to do it, and I felt really good well, for about two seconds because the next words I heard were, thank you. Now I understand what the Bible teaches, but I know what I've experienced and nothing will change my mind about speaking in tongues. Ouch. That says, I absolutely know beyond anything the Bible can say what I believe and nothing's going to change me. My experience determines the truth. Now, that was something I learned that day. There was another occasion, not terribly long after that, I heard a friend begin a conversation with a charismatic Christian acquaintance, starting the conversation by, I can't stand the false doctrine you guys teach. That's not a good way to engage someone in an objective conversation about truth. Both of those things are equally unchristian ways to discuss Scripture. One says, 
I'm not under the authority of Scripture. My experience determines what Scripture means. The other one says, uh, I don't love you enough to reason with you. Now, more than once over the years as I've run across this subject, I have seen people stand up during a church service, glare at me, and walk out as soon as I say that tongues are known languages. That's not right either. Uh, So let's handle this properly. Let's do this not only today here in this service, but as you talk to other people about it, let's do this with love and grace. If the spiritual gift of tongues is operating today, I am all for it, all for its proper use according to what the Scriptures say. I have no desire to tear down a fellow gospel-believing, gospel-preaching Christian. I certainly have nothing personal to gain by winning an argument, but I will have to stand before the Lord for how I teach His Word, how I handle it. Now, if I believed in uh, keeping relational peace at any price, I know how I would handle this subject. I wouldn't. I would avoid it. I'd let everybody do what's right in your own eyes, and that wouldn't be correct. What we need to do is understand God's Word, obey God's Word, and help each other do the same. So that's my pastoral exhortation. Now, let's look at how we know the gift of tongues is not operating today. Not a long list, but I have four points here. Number one, the gift of tongues in the New Testament is the ability to speak in an unlearned foreign language, unlearned by the one speaking. The modern phenomenon called tongues today is not human languages, and I've dealt with that in the last couple of sermons. It is appropriately appropriately described as ecstatic utterance or ecstatic speech. Um, We discussed that last Lord's Day at some length. So what's going on today isn't what was happening in the book of Acts. Number two, 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says tongues will cease. The gift would cease. Now, church history shows no evidence of the gift of languages operating beyond the first generation of the church during the lifetimes of the apostles. So I suggest to you the burden of proof lies with those who claim that this gift still operates because history says otherwise. Now, if I'm ever in a situation where someone miraculously starts speaking a language that they don't know, and someone who is bilingual or someone who is, who is given a gift of interpretation at that moment can, can translate and, and it's 100% verifiable as it was in the book of Acts, well, uh, fine, so be it. It just doesn't happen. Number three, how we know the gift of tongues is not operating today. 1 Corinthians 14 20 and 21, and yes, I know we're not in chapter 14 yet, but we'll get there. That explains that this gift was a sign to unbelieving Israel that God was fulfilling the promise made by Jesus that 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 nation was going to be set aside. We're going to study that passage when we get there. But for now, understand that the, the shift from God doing His primary work through the nation of Israel to God doing His work predominantly through the 
uh, or to, to God doing His work through the predominantly Gentile church, which of course includes believing Jews as well, that shift was complete before the end of the first century. The cataclysmic event was the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70. And I think you could safely say at that time, the purpose of the gift of tongues was ultimately fulfilled. So you have this transition that began about A.D. 33, when the promised coming of the Holy Spirit to indwell all believers began, and then the, the gospel um, unleashed in Jerusalem, and then to uh, Judea, and then to the Samaritans, and then to the Gentiles, and then much more widely to uh, the Gentiles. And you have that transition time recorded in the book of Acts, historically, those 30 years, and in the book of Hebrews, theologically, the transition from Old Covenant to New Covenant. The fourth and final reason in my list, how we know the gift of tongues is not operating today, is that using this gift for self-edification, in other words, using this gift because you get a blessing from using it, that's condemned in chapter 14. But self-edification is the stated purpose of the modern so-called gift of tongues. And so it's not really the same thing. Now, I don't say that to be combative. I don't say that to offend or to sound defensive. I don't say that because I'm going to say, I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I believe, and you're not going to change it. I do want to submit to the authority of the Scriptures. I say it simply because the biblical gift of tongues is not operating today. And what is flying under the banner of tongues is not that gift. So as I've said earlier in this series, I understand ecstatic speech is very real, and it can be a very powerful experience. It just isn't the biblical gift of tongues. All right, <clears throat> here we are, thinking about what's for lunch, and we're already through one verse. Trust me, we're going to go faster. What's the summary of verse 8? Love is more important to major on than spiritual gifts. Love never fails to operate, but spiritual gifts will one day all be out of service. In the case of tongues, Paul predicted it would pass out of use, and history validates that was the case within about 10 to 30 years after Paul uh, wrote this. So, we've looked at the temporary, that's the gifts, in that their endurance is passing. Now look at this, their nature is partial. They're not as complete in their impact as the gift of tongues. Verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 13. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. You use those two gifts, knowledge and prophecy. You see, no one knows everything in the spiritual realm. No prophet speaks everything in the spiritual realm. No matter how much you know from God's Word... And even though we have 20-plus centuries of people mining the riches of God's Word and that accumulation of all of this knowledge, you can always continue to mine more from the depths of the riches of the Word of God. So look at verse 10. He says, But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. This state of partial knowledge, partial understanding, it's going to end someday. But love will never 
come to an end. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.